What's up, freaks? Welcome back to the Freaks Broadcast presented by the Brockspace. My name is Dario, I'm your host, and it is Monday, February 10th, 2020, and this is uh, episode 40 of the broadcast. And today I am very happy to present you an exclusive interview with bass player Seaman Bervin from Leprous. Uh, but before we're gonna run through a quick what's hot section as always on Mondays and um, well I had a very very intense and uh, exciting weekend and uh, that was uh, because I uh, went to Dortmund uh, to see Leprous Clone and Marathon uh, with my good friend uh, Vincent, uh, who was driving and meeting a lot of uh, really, really beautiful and amazing people there. Um, uh, my good friend Eamon, uh, meeting him for the first time was also super amazing. And uh, seeing the shows and then doing the interviews uh, on the uh, during the afternoon before. Um, so uh, later this week on in the Thursday episode, as uh, Randy will be gone to Norway... Uh, I will have the uh, interviews with Guillaume from Clone and then with another one with uh, Frederick and Seaman from Marathon. And then uh, upon my return to Munich last night, I went to see Dream Theater uh, with my co-host Randy uh, playing a couple of songs from the new album Distance Over Time. And they also played um, In the Presence of Enemies, part one, I think. Um, during the first half, uh, first set, and then, of course, op um, the, the classic prog metal concept album, Metropolis Part 2, Season from a Memory. Uh, that we talked about in our last episode uh, from last Thursday. So check that out if you haven't already. Um, yeah, as always, don't forget to check out the Spotify playlist, especially when I have a What's Hot section. It's always cool to uh, dive into all the new stuff and uh, maybe you'll find your new favorite band there or just some great new music um, it will be ready for your exploration upon the release of this episode later today um, alright starting off with the what's hot section and uh, we have a big one a drum playthrough from none other than the amazing board call stud uh, starting off this what's hot section as I just mentioned, they started their uh, second European leg of the Pitfalls tour uh, on, Saturday, uh, on Saturday in Dortmund. And uh, yeah, Bord put out an amazing playthrough from the killer uh, Pitfalls closing track, The Sky is Red. What a song. Um, of course, they still are, uh, as on the first leg, they are closing the set with this monster of a song and it's just amazing to see them pull that off live and uh, yeah you can check out a board doing that in the studio with a little help from his friend Simon Sandness 
Pitfalls is of course out since October 25th already and was released through Inside Out Music. On October 25th, we also had a new album from uh, the Ukrainian shooting stars from Ginger. And uh, yeah, Macro was released on the same day as Pitfalls, uh, but through Napalm Records. And now they have a new live uh, video for the hit single on the top that they shot live on the concert in their hometown hometown of Kiev. Um, also some very energetic stuff. Um, another playthrough from our Aussies in Voyager who just got acknowledged from the Eurovision Song Contest. They were actually in the shortlist uh, to play for Australia this year. Uh, they just didn't make the final cut, but uh, fingers crossed for next year. Um, I'm sure the whole pro community all over the world is gonna vote for them. Uh, anyway, uh, there's a new there's a new video coming uh, soon as well that was teased in uh, the live TV show actually. Um, but in the meantime, we have a new guitar playthrough from Simone and Scott for the song Sacharin Dream uh, and the album Colors in the Sun was released uh, on November 1st last year already through Season of Mist and the guitar playthrough was premiered uh, at guitarworld.com very cool playthrough and um, yeah it uh, uh, I had the feeling Okay, I, I have to revisit Colors in the Sun now that I, I saw this uh, guitar playthrough because uh, there was a lot of uh, cool different playing styles and intricacies that uh, I didn't uh, catch. Uh, uh, the, the few listens I gave this album, actually. So, um, yeah, definitely worth returning to Colors in the Sun. Maybe get a little bit more into it. Um, I'm sure there's lots to find, even though the, the melodies are quite immediate. Um, I, I'm sure there's a lot of proggy stuff uh, to be discovered uh, with uh, more spins. And that was it for the uh, older stuff, for the albums that are out already. Um, putting in uh, the little new releases section here as we had uh, some awesome new releases last Friday, February 7th. And that was namely from Loathe from the UK. I let it in and it took everything out on Sharptone Records. Uh, we already discussed the singles here on the prog cast. Also from the UK, uh, uh, although quite less heavy Godsticks uh, released their album Inescapable through K-Scope and they were also announced to play Proc Power Europe Festival in October but we'll get to that later um, again some more brutal technical death metal kind of stuff from the band Thorin with their album Gworth 2 that was released on Drylands Records and we also mentioned their singles of course here on the podcast. Same with the Godsticks and last but not least my good friends from Blue Wave Quartet I mentioned them a couple of times as well already. They finally released their debut EP 
Pony Club last Saturday on February 8th. And I couldn't be more proud of them. It's uh, um, such an amazing EP. Uh, 30 and a half minutes of instrumental fusion awesomeness uh, for you to dive in. Go check them out on Spotify and then immediately go to Bandcamp and buy the album. Uh, by the way, Vinyl Mix handled by yours truly, Lucas De La Rosa. So you can also grab a cool vinyl. I'm impatiently waiting for mine to arrive. Back to the singles uh, for upcoming albums. Um, a cool... Um, more metalcore band uh, that I discovered is called Reflections and they put out the first single for the album Willow that's expected for February 20th and it's called Samsara. Last week uh, in the What's Hot section I totally forget to mention the new Intronaut single Pangloss and uh, yeah, it's an amazing song and the album Fluid Existential Inversion is coming on February 28th through Metal Blade Records. Um, week later, on March 6th, there's going to be a new album from My Dying Bride. Um, yeah, Doom Death Veterans. Uh, it's called The Ghost of Orion and the second single with a... Um, Lyrics video on YouTube is called Tired of Tears. Classic My Dying Bride stuff there. Something entirely different uh, from our friends uh, at Long Branch Records. Um, and I didn't uh, include this song because the album Skull Echo will be released, uh, released on March, 26th, th March 27th through Long Branch Records. Um, I... I'm mentioning it because I thought the music was really cool, even though it's pop music again, but we already talked a lot about uh, different interesting um, uh, pop stuff that is not traditionally progressive rock or progressive metal. Um, the artist is called Julia Marcel. She's a German um, songwriter and a singer and... As I mentioned, the album is called Skull Echo and the single is called The Odds. That also came with a cool video. So check that out. Going a little bit more into the heavier stuff, we have another single from the supergroup of sorts, I Monolith. Um, their album State of Being is coming on March 27th as well. And the single's called Dig. Go check it out and see if you dig it. <laughs> Some very uh, epic and cinematic uh, doom stuff coming from Bolt Gun. And the song, the single, has the quite... A poetic title, The Altar of Lies Will Not Be Destroyed. The album Begotten is coming April 3rd through Art as Catharsis level uh, from Australia. Um, and then we, we're going to have a re-release of a self-released album uh, that uh, was released last year already from the Greek uh, 
psychedelic stoner band Villagers of Ioannina City and they got a record contract uh, with uh, the label Napalm Records which will release their album Age of re-release their album Rage Age not Rage Age of Aquarius um, it's uh, <laughs> has nothing to do with the musical hair I think uh, and the single is called For the Innocent also coming April 3rd uh, then we have from the super successful Finnish symphonic metal band The Nightwish featuring the amazing Floor Janssen on vocals a new single the first single from their upcoming album Human Nature or I don't know how to pronounce it as between the human and the nature there's a there's a two uh, there's a, some symbol um, so maybe somebody knows how to pr pronounce that symbol um, it's coming April 10th through Nuclear Blast and the single is called Noise. Um, I have to admit personally, it's still too, like, yeah, as as they ha ha were doing, like, a lot of, yeah, straightforward stuff, not so proggy stuff in the last uh, years. Um, they're continuing that path. Um, so for those who like it, they, I'm pretty sure they will like it as well. The inter, uh, the, the the video, uh, uh, on the other hand, is quite interesting, uh, a little bit weird, um, but yeah, raises some some topics, some some definitely some food for thought. Um, some. Technical death metal from you guessed it the artisan era. This the band is called Mythify, um, and they will release their self-titled album on April tenth. Check out the first single, The Illustrator. From France, we have some progressive synth or retro wave or whatever you want to call it from Volcor X. He released a. Uh, very epic new single called Stratos featuring a guitar solo by our good friend Feather. You remember his album Convalescence was in my top releases of 2019. And the album's coming sometime in April. The album title is still to be announced. Finally, we have from the UK, also on Long Branch Records, uh, some uh, a, a rock trio that uh, appealed to me with really cool, uh, with a really cool sound. Even though it's not that proggy, they're called Black Orchid Empire, and the single is called Evergreen. Their album Semaphore is coming on in June, on June twelfth. That was it for the singles that are attached to albums uh, where we have info information about the albums as well already uh, i have two more singles uh for you forlorn from the uk put out their debut single erased and it's gonna be actually a double single and the, i i guess the second part that's what they wrote in the youtube uh, description that the debut double single is gonna be released on February 14th so I guess 
this coming Friday, there's going to be the second half of this double single. Um, cheers to Harrison White from Novena for that tip. And um, from Germany, we have the second single from metalcore band Mavis. Uh, check out Mavis Cult uh, on YouTube. And the second single is called Monsters. Uh, yeah, I really like the first video and the second one is no different. I also really dig the uh, message behind the video the and the song. Um, so definitely go and check that out. Um, speaking of about music and videos, new singles that definitely carry a strong message. Also go check out the new video from German melodic death band Heaven Shall Burn. They're not that proggy, but they're really good and they're also quite well known by now. And they released the second video of uh, the new album of Truth and Sacrifice that's coming March 20. And uh, the new single is called My Heart and the Ocean. And at the very beginning they have this little message for you the failure to understand the vulnerability and fragility of the oceans despite their boundless power infinite vastness and the myriad lives they hold is clearly one of the most fatal calamities of mankind and uh, yeah the video clearly shows um, their concern about what's happening on the oceans, explo exploiting the nature and the battle against that exploitation uh, by the good people of Sea Shepherd. That was the What's Hot section for this week and now it's time for a little new section that I established, I think, three or four episodes ago, and that is festival time. Last week we had three new announcements for the Proc Power Europe Festival that is going to take place on the first weekend of October in Barlow, in the Netherlands, in, the, in Barlow, the Netherlands, in Limburg, so in the southern Netherlands. And... Uh, the new additions to the to the already already amazing lineup that features Green Carnation from Norway, the Deer Hunter, uh, Mother of Millions from Greece, Wild Run, Avandra from Chile, not from Chile, from Puerto Rico, sorry, <laughs> Manas from Norway, Sunless Dawn from Denmark, and Obsidian Tide from Israel. Um, those bands will be joined by Feather Mountain, also from Denmark, Godsticks from the UK. Uh, I mentioned their new album, Inescapable, earlier already. And finally, my buddies in Thoughts Factory from Germany. Super stoked to have them on a lineup and uh, to seeing them live again with a new singer and new album. All right, that was it already. And now stay tuned for the interview with... Seaman Daniel Bourbon from Leprous. Enjoy, take care, see you next time. Freaks out. 
What's up, freaks? The broadcast is on the road again, this time a little bit further from Munich. Actually, we're in Dortmund at a venue called Junkyard, and it's an actual junkyard, and I'm <laughs> sitting here in a uh, old uh, defunct bus uh, with a seaman from Lepros. Yeah, hello. Uh, great, great to have you on the on the broadcast. Yeah. Um, Pitfalls was your third album with Leprous. Yeah. Uh, the second one as a full member. Yeah. And the first one with uh, a song that was written by yourself. Yeah. Right? Uh, yes, it's like uh, it's my third Leprous album. Uh, my second as like a full member, you say, and yeah, that's that's correct. And then The album has been kind of criticized for being uh, very Einar heavy. Ah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but ironically enough, uh, this album is the record that I've contributed the most to creatively this far. <laughs> the Pit Pitfalls record. So both with uh, ideas... Uh, like arrangement ideas and I don't know. Uh, and of course with uh, Distant Bells, it was almost like a full composition, but like Einar, he's the creative leader of the band and he wanted to write the, the melody and the, and, and the lyrics because of the overarching theme of the record. Yeah. So that was totally fine. And then, so uh, yeah, but the instrumental part of, No, not pitfalls, but uh, the distant bells. Distant bells, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> was uh, was my idea, yeah. This is correct. Um, so yeah, uh, so how was the creative process uh, for that for you? Did you expect it to become a leprous song when you started writing the song? Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I wanted a total. Uh, it's kind of hard to be. My musical background is different from the rest of the guys, right? Because uh, Thor and Einar has basically been musically raised in Leprous. But I have not. I have like uh, been a part of many different bands in many different genres. And I've also done like session work. So I consider myself to be like a musician in the sense uh, that I pl obviously play an instrument, uh, but I also like to produce music, uh, write music, but I do not consider myself to be like an artist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, because... That's interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. there's different paths to having like musical expression but my musical expression is pretty general in comparison to Einar this like is only my personal opinion yeah who's got like like this strong artistic vision what he wants to it to be yeah yes yeah. and, and it, it's puristic in a sense yeah if you know what I mean yeah. you're kind of searching for like an essence or yeah. uh, trueness of some sort and for, I'm, for, uh, for that kind of outlet for yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it's In like a leprous. Yeah, yeah, and it's like a stream or a canon. Like uh, leprous obviously has evolved from record to record, so it doesn't mean that you're searching for like the one true sound. I I guess some artists are focused in that way, 
I'm not saying that Einar is that way. I'm just saying that he's puristic in the sense that he's searching for he's he wants the perfectly distilled idea for what's inside of him at the moment. At that moment, yeah, yeah absolutely. And I'm oriented in a totally different way. I'm 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 functioning in a totally different way. I I, I don't seek I don't seek that. Uh, that and that's that's why I'm not like the the artistic leader in Leprous as well. I know. I mean, I have a lot of musical qualities inside me, and I can write a lot, lots of different kinds of music. I can play lots of different kind of music, but I'm not like an artist in that sense. I'm uh, I'm more. I, I yeah. I like to write for different constellations, different. <sighs> I don't know. I, I just like a more general approach to music. Mm -hmm. I f I, that's where so I, mean, I find freedom. I mean. that, yeah, I just wanted to say that you, you're very free in that approach. So you can say, okay, yeah. I, um, I want to write a song for this kind of constellation, this kind of project, this kind of genre, or this kind of direction. Yeah. yeah. And then you can, yeah. Uh, yeah I do that I yeah. outside of of any restrictions of boundaries or like only those um tied in with that project with that specific exactly. project exactly i i would find writing like an album for the same constellation for an, like in a <laughs> the 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 content needed for an album it's there's a lot of information you know yeah. and you tend to kind of Okay, you produce maybe like twenty songs, and then you record tw record twelve of them, maybe. Mm -hmm. So you still have to write twenty songs, you know, if you know what I mean, for the same constellation. Yeah. And I find that to be kind of restrictive, and I don't want to work that way. Yeah. Uh, I I can play a, like a instrumentalist. I can certainly play and operate that way, but like as a creative content producer, I I, I don't want, I don't want to work that way. I want to okay. work in a different way. Yeah, um, at the very beginning of this uh, long and elaborate answer, yeah. you, 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 that's, yeah. that's totally cool. I'm, I, I love it. Get used um, to it. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. That's that's what uh, what what I want, and yeah. that's what what we need, and that, that's awesome for the broadcast listener. I think to to know, but get to know you a bit more mm -hmm. as an. Not artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's only my narrow. Mm. Maybe it's just my narrow uh, definitions of yeah. the, the term artist. But yeah. I, I, I like to sort out like uh, labels and categories that yeah. way, and yeah. and that's where I categorize myself. So, yeah. Yeah. so um, at the at the beginning, of, uh, you you said that you you're coming from a different uh, musical background, yeah. um, and you were not raised in Leprous as mm. or with uh, uh, Leprous as uh, Toro and Einar did. Mm -hmm. um, so I would love to ask you what what are your main influences, both musically and as a bass player in particular. What yeah. what kind of music do you listen to? What kind of music do you uh, relate to? And and what's your f favorite bass player? I don't know. Oh yeah, stuff yeah, like sure. that. <laughs> well, uh, hmm. I think. My biggest inspirations comes from artists. 
Oh wow! Now, now we're coming full circle. Yes, and exactly. In a, no, in a meta. Uh, <laughs> Come from layer. real artists, I mean. No, I mean, uh, I'm not really. I'm not hugely into like. Of course, I have. I have uh, players like bass players as as inspirational sources, uh, and. I can mention a few, like mostly jazz players, like John Patitucci. He's the mm -hmm. big one. Uh, I've uh, quite well-known name. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> he's, he's. I've recently I've uh, listened a lot to like older R and B and and soul music, and mm -hmm. I've stumbled across this guy named Shuggy Otis, and he's a multi-instrumentalist, and I play yeah. different instruments as well, in, in addition to the bass, and he plays everything, and it's he has this groove. Uh, that are really inspirational to me. So Shugiotis, um, and of course you have like the the standards of electric bass, such as Jaco Pastorius. He's mm -hmm. a huge part of my musical training when I was in in at the con conservatory. Conso yeah. I studied together with Bard mm -hmm. at the conservatory. So that's partly why. I kind of was asked to play on the congregation as well because yeah. I, I knew him. Maybe you can hear in the background <laughs> right now. <laughs> Joking <laughs> with Einar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyways. Uh, so, uh, but mostly I, I don't find my, my inspiration even on like the, the electric bass directly from other bass players. Mm -hmm. It's mostly... I don't know. Yeah. It's mostly from from music that people might not think of as very bass oriented, and okay. I just find like find small details in the way people are playing that are very like the subtleties yeah. of of playing is more much more interesting to me than somebody just shredding away on the I, th I, th I think that uh, that also shines through uh if you listen thoroughly and attentively to pitfalls yeah yeah well, <laughs> yeah yeah basically yeah because i try to be i try to be very intuitive with how i created the baseline so everything was pretty i don't know i used and i'm i, I think i used three full days recording the bass for the entire album and a lot of the stuff just uh, I made up in the moment, if you know oh what I mean. Wow. That's, uh, I would s assume, a pretty short time for yeah. for such an elaborate project and with yeah. so many different bass tones and stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we kind of just, we just, uh, part of it, I guess, was luck. <laughs> because, uh, and preparations also, like in the pre-production phase, like when we write the, the write out the, the the basic parts, we change it up in the studio uh, very often. But uh, yeah, so it was basically I was in the studio together with David, and then I completed a song, and then I know he was in the apartment next door, and uh, we said, okay, now we're done with the song. Want to come in and check it out? And then he came in, will he, will listen to it? And he was like, yeah, sure, it's fine, it's great. Or it's yeah, whatever. It's just bass, you know. And <laughs> 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 no, but no, I, I don't want to. I'm, I'm joking. It's just like yeah, it's, it's a joke. I don't really. I take my <laughs> I take my job seriously, but you know what I mean. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, you already mentioned the the actual recording session. So, yeah. um, uh, a couple of weeks back uh, last year, I also talked to Martin Mendez from Opeth. Yeah, and I asked him about a little bit of gear talk. So, which bases mm -hmm. did you use, and mm -hmm. which um, amps and effects did you use on pitfalls, and how did you approach that? The, very the very distinct sounds and and, and different mm -hmm. sounds on pitfalls yeah for example on i lose hope i mean that's pro probably the most one that's sticking out as as particularly yeah distinct it's it's very <laughs> it's very random because i i was sitting on the bus i i knew that i wanted to play like my i have like a vintage four string precision bass with a flat bound strings and it's because i'm re i'm hugely into like I mentioned, like old R&B and soul music with Carol Kay and uh, James Jamerson as main influencers. Uh, and I wanted that like stump, kind of uh, fast attack uh, and, and short release tone that's kind of that very, I don't know, muted tone i guess it's, yeah. sti it's still very present but it, you don't have like tons of uh of high end and distortion to cut through the mix for example uh, much more of that uh, was the case on melina it was more distorted bass sound and, and more cutting bass it was different and it was a totally different mixer as well so that has a lot to do with it but i just wanted i wanted to take an approach I knew that was kind of the main idea, so I brought the t the tool that was the bass, obviously, the the flat wound uh, bass, vintage bass, and I I was <laughs> actually when I was flying over to Stockholm from Kristiansand, I was on the on the bus from the airport to the studio, and then I just checked out Scott's bass lessons. It's a YouTube channel. Yeah, and he he has this feature of legendary bass players. So he he did one on Pino Palladino, and he's one of my favorite bass players. Mm -hmm. He's I don't know, he's just such a musical bass player, and he has all these subtleties that I was mentioning earlier, you know, not like in your face kind of things, but yeah. you know subtleties that you you almost need like a trained ear to to be able to catch. And uh, <clears throat> so I, I was just checking out the feature video like 10 or 15 minutes of his career and like central stuff he's been doing throughout the years. And then with that in mind, I went over to the studio apartment. I was not to record that day. I was to record it next day. <clears throat> and then I was just, I haven't really checked out the song yet. I lose hope, <laughs> but I knew that I didn't like the bass line. It was sounded like something from DuckTales or something. It was not a good bass line. <laughs> Sorry, okay. but it's, it wasn't good. And then so I, I, I thought, okay, this needs, this, uh, this song will either be cut out of the record or I need to like create something more interesting to be the driving force behind the, it was groove oriented. I could tell from, from, it was very groovy, but the bass line didn't sit right. So I just had to make a new one. And then I was in the studio apartment and working on the bass line with Pino Palladino in, in the back of my mind, yeah. And then I just came up with it, and then I was, and then I played like a double stop idea, 
like a cordial almost stuff. And then uh, Einar was there, and I said, yeah, what do you think about this? And he said, yeah, it was cool. And then he was singing some stuff on top of it, and then it just developed to the groove it is now. Yeah, so awesome. it's kind of uh, inspirational from... Pino Palladino says, thank you, Pino. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he'll yeah. listen. Probably yeah. not. No. <laughs> <laughs> so um, tonight uh, there's uh, going to be the start of the second European leg of the Pitfalls Tour here yeah. in Dortmund. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you uh, always have a lot of um, songs prepared for the tour because you do that setless roulette, yeah. as, as we like yeah, to call sure. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, any favorite Leprous songs for you to play live? And mm, definitely. Uh, uh, but it has something to do with the the order of the songs. Not only like... Uh, it has to do with the overall energy, the composition okay. of the set kind of mm -hmm. provides. So, so it could, could be a different one every night? Yeah, it could be. But I, I really like the energy. If we're, we're going back to like the congregation, for example, I really like to play Slave mm -hmm. because the expression is very kind of, it's ultra powerful Yeah. Uh, without being like double. S super fast. Yeah, yeah. Anything. yeah. And I really like, yeah, I, I really like that sort of. Well, approaches. the second part is faster than the yeah, first yeah, part. Yeah, but of <laughs> course. Still, I, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, the energy and, is very uh, powerful. So uh, I really like that song and uh, M B in Differentia even further back. That was before my time. Oh, I really yeah. like playing that because mm -hmm. then I can play like melodic ideas and improvise a lot. Mm -hmm. I really li like to improvise. And now there, there's been a couple of months since I played with Bard. And the cool thing in Leprous is that we have both drum and bass has a lot of freedom to improvise, mm -hmm. like create new lines and stuff. We have central ideas and grooves yeah. and stuff, but we always make small adjustments to it and we're yeah. even and in the start of the tour we tend to be more or even more uh, freed up in our approach than uh, the ideas kind of gets cemented uh, yeah. <laughs> down the road yeah. uh, the, the more dates you do so so i really like the the first week of the tour i think I we think do our most creative i think uh, um the for example like like the best example for this is that the the live version of acquired taste is yeah, quite yeah. different to the, like the it groove <gasps> that that kind of turns around yeah, yeah, yeah it's different from the studio version yeah, yeah. exactly yeah and at the intro there you also have like you have uh, the 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 bass part is always improvised so i only have like the root notes yeah and then uh and then i just tie the chords together with different lines it's always very interesting and it's has an interesting time signature so fun to play around with <laughs> yeah it's cool to do that in um, front of people so so, so the live the, the your favorite live songs or your favorite songs to play are they different to um maybe you have some favorites that you like to listen to as a listener no they're they're the same i don't listen to leprous <laughs> okay no <laughs> no no, no. That's Seriously, uh, <laughs> I, no, yeah, that's, I can't that's stand it. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> okay. The thing is, um, uh, no, I don't like to listen to stuff I play on because I'm, I've already. Uh, you you spend a lot of time. Yeah, yeah sure. With that, yeah, music. Imagine if Peter Jackson was to sit through the whole trilogy uh, of, <laughs> of Lord of the Rings. Prob probably yeah. it's not that interesting to me yeah. because I know all the secrets. If you know see. what I mean? Yeah. So, 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 I, so yeah. Maybe, maybe the next question is a little bit more interesting <laughs> <Yeah>. than... Um, 
Is there any Lepra song that it's not in the current rotation set that you would love to play? Hmm. Which song? Maybe. M maybe something older, maybe? Yeah, well, <laughs> I <laughs> have to tell you a secret. <laughs> I haven't listened to <laughs> Tall Professor, no, <laughs> never. <laughs> and I've only checked out the songs on Bilateral that I need to know how to play. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and it's not because I'm not like. I remember my brother. He before my time in Lepros, he showed me the Call record, and he said, "Ah, oh, it's a very cool record. You check it out." And then mm -hmm. we listened to it in the car, and I was like, "Yeah, it's fine. It's cool." <laughs> I mean, but I don't listen to a whole lot of rock music. I yeah. listen to like. Uh, Deftones, okay, yeah, and Crosses. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of, uh, uh, pff, well, huge fan. I can't remember even remember his name, but the the mm. the guy singing in Deftones. What's his name again? I can't remember. Uh, Chi, Chi, no, no, Chino. Yeah, yeah, Chino. Chino, yeah, yeah. Chino, yeah. Right. And uh, as I think he does great studio work, and uh, I don't know, and and then of course other rock bands like the the Foo Fighters. I have. Some f some band called Finger Eleven, I think they're from Canada or whatever. There's a lot of older or rock bands that I followed a lot of years, like Tool, for example, yeah. and all, all all those kind of bands. But I've I tend not to, I haven't really discovered newer rock acts that I really like. What about Marathon, for example? <laughs> I haven't listened to Marathon yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, so, I haven't had the time. <laughs> I have a small kid, and I, sure, I, right. I like, I, I don't know. I, I have time to check out music in my car. Yeah, and I do have like some. Uh, I do have 22 in my rotational, but I've ah. listened to them for many years, and I'm I'm a huge fan of 22. Yeah, yeah. So I've I always so, follow their work very closely. Yeah. yeah, but I haven't I haven't been bitten by a marathon yet. But after this tour. I probably will. Yeah. I mean, but... <laughs> so it's going to be the first time for you seeing them as well tonight. Yeah, but I love or discovering music yeah. live. Yeah. That's, that's my thing. Uh, absolutely. I, I, and I, uh, I, have you, uh, have you, um, of course, you you probably, if not uh, attentively or, or willingly, you you probably will have uh, listened uh, to uh, Clone before because Chris was yeah, playing always. it a lot in the sound, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, the, in the changeovers yeah, yeah. and stuff. I, but I really like the vibe of the music. Yeah, I want to sit down uh, and have chill. a glass of whiskey or something every time. <laughs> I, every time I hear Clone, <laughs> there's something about the vibe in the music and the 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 sound of the the singer's voice. It's very I don't know. I wanna I wanna yeah. I really want a glass of I don't know. Not probably not whiskey, but bourbon or something. I don't know. There's something <laughs> bourbonish over his voice. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Awesome. So yeah, that's the uh, the second leg of the European Pitfalls tour uh, yeah. starting tonight in Dortmund. And um, well, for the rest of the years, you've got some uh, festival dates for the summer already confirmed. Hellfest in France is a yeah. big one. Yeah, the big one. Yeah. Rock the night in Spain, Formfest in Romania, and Arctangent yeah. in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, so and any 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 more plans already for the rest of the year? We do. We're always working on something. Yeah. You know? But we have a few surprises. Yeah. For up your the sleeves. followers. <laughs> yeah. During this year, so uh, maybe some new dates. Maybe yeah. You, you'll have to wait and see. But uh, it's gonna be good. 
Okay, that's awesome. We're 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 all super stoked to the um yeah, stay stay up to date uh through all social media channels of Lepris and of course the Prog space and Progcast will yeah. uh always uh help you with uh, staying up to date what's going on in the Lepris camp. Uh thank you so much, uh, Seaman. That was a lovely chat and uh looking forward to the show tonight. Yeah, the same. Uh I hope the guys are ready now for sound check, so maybe. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's time. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. See you later. See you later. Freaks out. The Freaks Progcast presented by the Prog Space is a production of Stuus Media and is recorded at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. The show is produced by Janine Stangel, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, Dario Albrecht, and myself, Randy M. Salo. Our theme music is provided by This Is Not an Elephant. Thanks for tuning in, freaks. See you next time. Freaks out.